Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. It's a hard news cycle because everybody wants you to be completely fearful of COVID, fearful of the Delta variant, fearful of not wearing a mask, fearful of your neighbor for not getting a vaccine. They want you to hate your neighbor for not getting a vaccine, hate Trump supporters for not getting a vaccine, hate the right for not getting a vaccine. It's only because people aren't getting vaccines that we've got more people in hospitals, et cetera, et cetera. They're, they're desperate to move this story down the line. They're desperate to engage a conversation about hate. Not desperate to talk about what was found in the report about the Wuhan lab. Oh, we'll get into the lies of the desperation in a moment. And why they are lies, why they are desperate, and what we can actually do about it. That's been the whole day. What is it that we do about the insanity? Because this is this is ripping at people's souls. The idea for masks for kids still when masks are not effective as we know them? Oh, and I've got the data. People keep telling me, oh, you keep telling people not to wear masks. There's no science. I'm the only guy talking science. You think the mask made out of the Def Leppard t-shirt that was stuck in the back of grandma's closet is going to stop COVID? You're wrong. Lying to yourself as many people are lying to themselves. But we're going to get to that. But how about this little bit of detail? From the report on the Wuhan lab, Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. It's good to be with you. Facebook, Tony Katz Radio, Parlor, Instagram, Twitter, Tony Katz. And of course, everything at TonyKatz.com. I didn't pay much attention to Republicans putting out a report about uh, the Wuhan lab or saying that COVID leaked from the lab because I know the answer to this question. So I didn't know what I needed. Their report where people were going to tell me it was just highly partisan and blah, 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 blah. What are, we, we knew the answer, right? And when you know the answer, it's like looking at a headline and going, duh, and moving on. Sometimes you got to read the story. And our friend Jim Garrity read the story, and he caught something, and he's like, that doesn't make any sense. That doesn't make any sense. On September 16th, 2019, so this is for us in the U.S., two and a half months before the first reported cases of COVID-19. Although it is very obvious there are cases of COVID happening, whether it be conversations about what took place in, in, in China, or maybe there were some cases possibly in Italy, etc. They signed a contract in September of 2019, did the Wuhan Institute of Virology. And that contract was for $606 million. All right, I guess it's possible for a Chinese lab that we were funding to spend $606 million on a project. Must have been a big study. Must have been they were getting some new equipment. Nope. It was for central air conditioning renovation. Now, you listen to me very, very carefully. I don't care who you are. The minute you see that, you go, wait, I'm sorry, what? $606 million on air conditioning? Jim Garrity gives you the reference point. Microsoft is building a new data center uh, on 53 acres near Chicago. 
right? They're creating a new campus, data center, Chicago real estate, Chicago construction, so you know it's all union, 53 acres of land. They're spending between 450 and $500 million. But the Chinese are spending over $600 million on air conditioning. Let's be clear, we're not talking about air conditioning here. We're not talking about air conditioning. That's not the subject. That's not what we're discussing. This isn't to renovate an HVAC system. This is to do something else. Is it clearly a conversation of filtration? Is it a conversation about added security to prevent leaks? House Republicans make the argument that it's a massive expenditure, indicating that the Wuhan Institute of Virology had equipment problems. They knew they had equipment problems, and those equipment problems could have led to the leak. As they state, the references to maintenance at the BSL-3 and Animal Center at the WNBL. These are, you know, codes for what we're talking about here. Um, the, the, the Institute, the, the Virology Lab, etc. The procurement of an environmental air disinfection system and renovations to the hazardous waste treatment system and central air conditioning systems all raise questions about how well these systems were functioning in the months prior to the outbreak of COVID-19. $606 million. If you can look at that number and not stop for a second and say, come again? Exactly how big is this system? How big is this building? Well, let me tell you, it's not big enough. Jim Garrity, again with comparison. The building and sophisticated sophisticated equipment that make up the Galv- Galveston National Laboratory. Now, I got to admit, I'm not an expert on these things. What is the Galveston National Laboratory, you might ask? Sophisticated high containment research facility that serves as a critically important resource in the global fight against infectious diseases. Run by the University of Texas Medical Branch for exotic disease diagnosis and research. Okay, we can admit they probably deal with some nasty stuff. It cost $174 million when it was completed in 2008. Adjusted for inflation, as Jim Garrity did it, $219 million. You think the U.S. cut corners on a lab working on infectious diseases? Do you think the Chinese did? Is that why they're spending $606 million? If someone could look at this and think that it doesn't matter, exactly how much has their politics completely and totally destroyed their soul? You have to be willfully, wantonly ignorant to look at that and go, eh, that's not, eh, that's, oh my gosh, what? That is a sit-down number. Now, let's make the argument that they called it $606 million for the air conditioning unit. That's not what it was for. Okay, they're communists. They lie. 
I, I, I absolutely positively get it. What'd they spend it on? Why would you engage or, or announce or have available the number and apply it to your air conditioning bill when it's not your air conditioning bill? What was the point of putting up the number? Why even disclose it? They're communists. They lie about everything. But why put it out there to begin with? Here is from the actual report. The preponderance of evidence suggests SARS-CoV-2 was accidentally released from a Wuhan Institute of Virology laboratory sometime prior to September 12, 2019. The virus, or the viral sequence that was genetically manipulated, was likely collected in a cave in Yunnan Province, PRC, between 2012 and 2015. Researchers at the Institute of Virology, officials within the Chinese Communist Party, and potential American citizens directly engaged in efforts to obfuscate information related to the origins of the virus and to suppress public debate of a possible leak. It is incumbent on these parties to respond to the issues raised herein and provide clarity and any exonerating evidence as soon as possible. Until that time... It must be assumed that General Secretary Xi and the Chinese Communist Party prioritizes preserving the party over the lives of its own people and those around the globe suffering the effects of the COVID-19 pandemic. We should be perfectly clear that, of course, the Communist Chinese Party prioritizes the party over the lives of its own people or anybody else. Well, that's, that's obvious. That's, that's not even a question. But they're saying, point blank, this is it. I want to know the American citizens engaged in the obfuscation efforts. I mean, aside from all of those news outlets that said, oh, you can't say it was a leak from Wuhan. Uh, This is... This is something else. I mean, there are still questions. There are still, you know, things you can look at in the report and say, I've got a question here. I'm not so sure there. But this $606 million conversation is something else. This $606 million conversation is flat-out frightening. Now the question is, what do we do about it? Like, for example, do we wear masks? I want to put forward something that we have said repeatedly here on this show. I was talking about it earlier. Masks don't work. And I'm right. Masks don't stop COVID. But I have been specific. I have talked about it in the general, and I have discussed it in the specific. The masks we wear. Is it possible that a doctor or a nurse or a healthcare professional with the N95 mask and the gloved hands and everything else, is it possible that those people have a less chance of getting COVID? It's possible. As a group, uh, Deseret News uh, is discussing, do N95 masks stop the Delta variant? And while the answer is still not 100%, the idea that a mask can be helpful, if you can get your hands on a KN95 or N95 mask, that's going to afford you a lot more protection. More protection is not stopping you from getting the virus. 
I want to say from the medical experts, and that quote comes from uh, Dr. Scott Gottlieb, former commissioner of the Food and Drug Administration, one of the people who's been saying, we're freaking out about Delta all at the wrong times. We're already through it, guys. We're seeing uh, the the end. We're seeing the end of, of all of this. That's what Dr. Gottlieb has been saying. I don't know if he's right or wrong. But the conversation is it can afford you a lot more protection, not that it will totally protect you in the same exact way that a vaccine will not stop you from getting the virus, but very much so the vaccine helps you stay alive. I mean, say what you will. Don't get vaccinated. I swear to you, I swear to you, as my friends, I don't care if you get vaccinated or not. I don't care. I can't. You made a decision, and I say, okay. You made a decision for your kids, and I say, okay. And later, when I'm on the drive home and I'm talking to my wife, I'm going to say things about you. Oh, I agree. Oh, I disagree. And then I'm going to follow it up with, hey, it's their life. Because I'm a believer in freedom. Masks are not a magic bullet. Masks do not save lives in that way. They don't. I wish they did. Wouldn't that be great? Why Why would I be opposed to such a thing? But it's not what we're seeing when we talk about the data. One of the arguments made, the clinical director of the Division of Infectious Diseases at Brigham and Women's Hospital in Boston, telling the Washington Post, his name is Paul Sachs, if they need, meaning people, Vulnerable people, if they need to be in settings where they're mixing with unvaccinated people or they don't know the vaccinated vaccination status, then upgrading their mask is very reasonable. This is something I agree with. Vulnerable people. Yeah, go to it, man. Protect yourself. Take care of yourself. Do what you think is best for you. Just don't force it on me. Don't force it, force it on someone else. Even the people who are agreeing with masks don't agree that it's going to be perfect. Don't agree on necessarily even the type of mask. They don't agree. I would argue an N95 works better than the old Def Leppard t-shirt, but it isn't going to be perfect. Now we take this and ask ourselves, does this mean we should have mask mandates, whether it be in the state of Indiana or other places? And the answer is, of course not. Should we... Have kids wearing masks? And the answer is, oh, gosh, no. We're doing more harm than good. And the people who claim otherwise are the people who want kids in masks because they've got their own worries and fears, and I don't actually care about their worries or fears. I know that's kind of hard to hear that I don't care, but I don't care. You're the one with the worry and the fear. My advice to you is if you're a teacher, stop teaching. If you're an administrator, stop administrating. Go do something else. But kids are not the ones getting covid I mean, there are people talking about kids are dying. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That is a nasty, rude thing to say. Because they're not dying. They're not dying. It doesn't mean that a child won't die from COVID. It means that you're not seeing tens of thousands of children dying from COVID. And to say otherwise is a lie. And to say they got it because they're not wearing their mask is also a lie. Because kids can't do well-fitted masks. 
They're always fidgeting. They're always moving. And you're taking the mask off when you're eating and drinking inside a school cafeteria. No mask should be required in school at any time. And those administrators and those school boards that have done so are wrong. Parents by the thousands should say so. You can make an argument that if you believe your child is vulnerable, then you put them in an N95 mask. You're not going to get an argument from me. It's your choice. I'm down with that. Government making choices for the people is wrong. And it has to stop. Also has to stop is this absolute fear-mongering that you have to wear a mask. No, you don't. Because the vast majority of masks don't do anything. We need to be honest and clear and open about the data because it's the only way to get through it. And I ain't going to stop no matter what they say and do. I'm Tony Katz. Rod Blagojevich, who is producer Ari's favorite politician. Not even close. Former governor of Illinois. Spent eight years in prison for trying to sell the Senate seat of former Senator Barack Obama when he became president. He's suing so he can run for office again. What does he want to do? He wants to run for governor of Illinois again? Yeah. That's just awesome. He thinks he was framed. Well... I'm not not an expert on the story. Oh, my God. He was not framed. Not an expert on the story. Wait, it it may be in the court of public opinion he wasn't framed. He was on tape offering to do it. I don't know about the law. I don't don't know what the rules are. That's all I'm saying. Look, honestly, I could use something else in the news cycle, and Blagojevich running for governor would be hilarious. That would be tremendous. Like a dream. And, and perfectly Illinois. By the way, this, it's a great story of a guy who lost it all and has said, you know what? When you're at the bottom, there's no place else to go. So do it all. Just put it out there. Remember that Mark Sanford, who was the former governor of South Carolina, didn't go to see his family on Father's Day so he could fly to Argentina, I believe it was, and be with his lover. And didn't think people would recognize him at an airport. Claimed he was hiking the Appalachian Trail. And then ran for Congress and won. No shame. If you have no shame, you can get far in life. That is the lesson. This is Tony Katz today.
You ever hear of a corn rib? This is an invention of TikTok. Calling it the latest food trend. 10.6 million views under the hashtag corn ribs. Tony Katz. Tony Katz uh, today. Now look, if there's a food trend, I want to know all about it. I am down as the guy who hosts Eat, Drink, Smoke which is now like up to like 70 radio stations across the country. It's going nuts. It's going nuts. And the website looks fantastic. EatDrinkSmokeShow.com. Nice escape from the politics. So go and enjoy. EatDrinkSmokeShow.com. So the trend involves slicing whole cobs of corn into vertical sections. And then um, you you either put sauce on it or, or dry rub or whatever you want. And when you heat it up, uh, the sliced corn pieces curl up, and so it looks like uh, kind of looks like a, a, a rib. So do you do you actually slice the the cob as well? Is that what you do? Oh, that's what you do. Yeah. So you, you picture cutting the corn cob almost like you would a pizza, cutting it in half a couple times, boom, 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 and then you I guess you can grill it up or you can put it in the oven, um, and then it's kind of like eating eating a rib. Except it's nothing like eating a rib. Now, I will also, full disclosure, um, beef ribs over uh, pork ribs. Depends how they're prepared. Um, look, I- I'm going to say this, uh, and-, and-, and I know, I know this is heresy for some people. No, God! No, God, please, no! 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 I just like beef ribs. That doesn't mean I don't like pork ribs. I, I know, I know. My rabbi's upset with me, but man, are they delicious. Um, I, I do. I don't like any sauce on my ribs. I like a dry rub. Yeah, that's fair. I do not I do not like uh, to be sauced. I just, I, I, I do like a, a beef rib. There's something about it. Just more, more what I'm used to. More, more of enjoyment. Uh, I think this is a fun idea, but they're not ribs. That's all I'm saying. Please don't tell me, oh, it's just like eating the real thing. No, it's not. Never will be. Thank you very much. Have a nice day. I have been discussing things going on in schools, uh, specifically conversations about critical race theory, for for months now. Because it's that important to our lives and to our futures. It's that important when you have people protecting uh, their children as they are. And protecting kids is extremely important. Part of what we're seeing in the schools is we are seeing parents who seated, they, they, they gave up education to the so-called experts. They trusted the schools. And then they learned that they were wrong and they are angry. These school boards have not figured out that these parents are angry at themselves. I find that absolutely mind-blowing. Don't you understand that parents trusted you and then they learn that they can't trust you and they are apoplectic. apoplectic just flat out nuts and they're apoplectic 
when they're treated like this. That's a school board. Carmel Clay Schools, Indiana, speaking to parents at a school board meeting. If anybody thinks that a school board member could speak to parents like that, they're out of their head. Clearly, they're another school board member. Only a school board member would think you could speak to parents like that. Treat people with respect and you'll be treated that way. Isn't that supposed to be the way it goes? The parents at this specific meeting then proceeded to read to the school board the type of explicit material that's found in the school libraries. And oh my gosh, it's explicit. Stuff about oral sex, stuff transgender, uh, stuff about rape that has no business being in a school. None. And part of this has to do with the fact that the school has the wrong mentality. The school is not there to teach our children right from wrong. That's not it. That's the parents' job. The school's job is math and science. Now, if you want to argue that there's a place for the schools in this, you can make the argument. But the place for this is always the parent. And the parent comes first. If the school doesn't like this, that's too bad. And if the school says, well, no, we have to be involved in this, then the school needs to be broken up. They have lost sight of their job. If you say our top priority is the safety and well-being of your child, I will tell you your top job is supposed to be math and science. I say we take 10 parents, get them well-trained, and put them in the schools with firearms, then we've got the security part taken care of. Learning how to deal with conflict, learning how to deal with others, learning how to deal with one's emotions, I'm not making the argument that a teacher may not have a part in, especially if something's happening in their classroom. But in the end, it is up to the parents, and that personal responsibility is extremely important. And parents have learned that they ceded this responsibility to the schools, and now they're taking it back because they've seen the horrible job schools have done with this. And if you say to me, how dare you say that to teachers, I'll say to you critical race theory and checkmate. Social emotional learning and checkmate. The garbage of wokeism. And then there's this. Hamilton Southeastern Schools, Fishers, uh, of course, northeast of Indianapolis. And I've asked about this and I'm I'm looking for an answer. I've, I've received this now in multiple places. That Hamilton Southeastern Schools, these are their monthly observances for the school year. Monthly observances. I don't I don't know what that means. It doesn't mean that the day is they don't take the day off. I guess it means they recognize it. Like August 9th is World Indigenous Peoples Day. Uh weird, but okay. First week in September is National Suicide Prevention Week. Fine. You you recognize Labor Day on September 6th. You, re- you recognize Constitution Day on September 17th. That's great. Mexican Independence Day on September 16th. Wait a second. We're not in Mexico. Yes, but we have many Mexican-American students. No, no, no. You have American students. Stop hi- using hyphens. I don't make the argument 
that they have a, a lineage and a heritage, and I'm not telling them to get rid of it, but they're American students. They have no need to be celebrating or marking Mexican Independence Day in the schools. And if the student says otherwise, well, the student's wrong. You want me to tell the student they're wrong? Put them on the phone. Have them call in. I'll tell them they're wrong. You want me to come to the school and tell them they're wrong? I will tell them they're wrong. If they call me a bigot, things are going to get ugly, so you might want to teach them that they're going to have to control themselves because I am not about to treat them differently than I treat other people. I have too much respect for them. Lately on social media, I've been called a bigot a lot. A lot. It's like they've, they've run out of ways to argue with you about uh, the facts and logic and reason regarding COVID and masks and vaccines and everything else. And so now it's like, oh, well, you're not doing what we want you to do 100%, so therefore we call you a bigot. I'm like, I don't know who you think you're talking to. This is your warning. I don't keep you on my page if you talk to me like this. I don't need you. I don't owe you any free speech, anything. You've got your free speech. You're not allowed to bother me. Delete, delete, delete. By the way, screw off. We should not be observing Mexican Independence Day in the United States. Nor should we observe Israeli Independence Day in the United States, just in case you were asking questions. We do Cinco de Mayo. We do Cinco de Mayo as a way of drinking. Yeah, we do. We don't do Cinco de Mayo as anything else. Now, they've got their months. Bullying Prevention Month is October, along with LGBTQ History Month and Islamic Heritage Month, Down Syndrome Awareness Month, and Filipino American Heritage Month. They've got a lot of those. They also do Italian American Heritage Month and Polish American Heritage Month. These are probably some kind of federal designation. Okay. October 11th is National Coming Out Day. Okay. October 12th is Indigenous Peoples Day. No, it's Columbus Day. (sighs) Then we get into November being Trans Awareness Month. And November 20th being the Transgender Day of Remembrance. By the way, they don't have Thanksgiving on here. They've got National Native American Day on the 23rd and American Indian Heritage Day on the 26th. But not Thanksgiving. They have MLK Day. They have International Holocaust Remembrance Day. And they have International Transgender Day of Visibility. They've got Black History Month. They've got the World Day of Social Justice on February 20th. Oh, they've got so many things. Here's Gender Equality Month in in March. Oh, and look, in March, they celebrate Cesar Chavez Day. Now, they spelled it wrong, so maybe it's a different day, and I'm not realizing it. They did not. They have it. Let 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 me double check. Boom, and I will search that up right now. Yeah, they, they spelled it wrong. Oh, that's so bad. They, they spelt it wrong. They did it as Chavaz, C-H-E-V-A-Z. Oh, that's not right. It's Cesar Chavez. Then they've got Autism Awareness Month, Arab American Heritage Month, Earth Day they're celebrating. They've got Jewish American Heritage Month in May and Haitian Heritage Month. You know what they 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 don't have? Well, they celebrate in June, of course, Juneteenth and National Indigenous Peoples Day. I skipped December, guys, because they don't have Christmas or Hanukkah, but they have Kwanzaa. 
And I would like to know what it is that Hamilton Southeastern is doing because I don't know what any of this is supposed to mean. I don't know what it means. Why is this list even out? Who is it that you're trying to uh, appease with all of this? And where in this is teach math, teach science? This is why parents are unhappy with you. No, no, I'm being too kind. This is why they flat out hate you at this moment. You see, they hate themselves. Because they failed their kid and they know it. And now they're doing something about it. And of course, some of them are a little overzealous. and They just got to cool out. and Everything's going to be all right. But they do have to fight against the bigotry that teachers and administrators are perpetuating. And way too many parents, may I add. And not all teachers and not all administrators. But when they see the school put this out, you got twice you're recognizing transgender this, that, and the other, but you're not recognizing Christmas or Hanukkah? Okay, all right, it's a war. You just told the parents to kiss my ass. That's what you told them. That's what you said. Go to hell. Bite me. You don't matter. We're going to punch you in the face repeatedly. We don't care if you're happy with us or not. There's nothing you can do about it. This is the school board and the administrations to the parents. F these people. That's what they're saying. And so the parents are saying, okay, we've had enough. The parents are standing up. This is not going to stop. And yes, many people are going to pull their kids out in homeschool. But may I suggest, before you get there, you fight like hell. These people are not in charge. So tell them. Show them. Run for school board. Beat them. Be better. Create a better situation than this social justice hellscape these pseudo-intellectuals want to put forth. But can someone get me an answer of why they have all these monthly observances? And how you left Christmas, Hanukkah, and Thanksgiving off the list? So they left off non-religious holidays. Thanksgiving? It is, first of all, they, you mean they left off religious holidays? Yeah. Too, sorry. But they left off Thanksgiving. They changed the name of Columbus Day. Let's get to it. Even if they come with excuses, their excuses don't seem to hold up. So why don't they come to me and explain what's going on so we can all talk about it? And maybe they can learn that they're wrong, or maybe they've got an argument that I haven't thought of before. But no parent is giving up, and they shouldn't. Because as the outsider looking in, and certainly I'll let them explain, it looks like they're telling the parents of of Hamilton Southeastern Schools to go right to hell. You don't have any say. We will be as woke as we want to be. There is some big news. Eric Bowling back on TV with a new show. You got to tune into Newsmax every weekday, 4 p.m. Eastern. Watch Eric Bowling on the balance. Eric is the balance to big media, woke politics, cancel culture. And this week, Eric talking about President Biden and inflation. It's rising huge. It can wipe out stocks, bonds, cash, even your retirement. Get the truth about President Biden and find your balance. Watch Eric Bowling on Newsmax this afternoon. More than 30 million Americans watch Newsmax. It's on all the major cable systems, and if your operator doesn't carry it, call them and tell them you want it. Plus, you can find Newsmax free on streaming systems like Roku, Samsung, LG, Pluto, Zumo, and more. Or you can download the free Newsmax app on your phone and watch it anytime, any 
where more than 30 million Americans are tuning into Newsmax. You can even see me on Newsmax from time to time. Real news for real people. Watch Newsmax today. So I'm loving this uh, event down in Martinsville. Smoke on the Creek, or Smoke at the Creek, I think they call it. It's from the Boutique Cigar Association. You guys know. I mean, this is what I do. Eat, drink, smoke, and and everything else. And uh, I've been asked, do I have a cigar coming out? And the answer is, I had really shied away from doing my own cigar. And lately, over the past two months, I'm like, no, I, I see it now. I see some things that I would I would want. So it's it's a very very cool boutique cigar show at Cedar Creek Winery and it's open to the public. So I'm going to I'm going. I'm going to be there for the Friday night of it, which is August 13th and then there's part of it on on uh Saturday August 14th. Very very cool. I'm just supportive of the industry. I'm supportive of people um doing things within this world uh, growing uh, the entire scene which which i love uh smoke at the creek so if you if you you can find more information just search that up if you want to go maybe i'll see you there it's very cool i might even bring producer ari Woo! i'm not bringing producer ari facebook tony katz radio everything at tonycats.com tomorrow everyone take care